What's going on, everybody? Welcome in. It's Anti Up, Howard Bender, Adam Ronis here, courtesy of Fantasy Alarm and the Sawdust Podcast Network. Uh, Adam, how are you today, man? I mean, I think, uh, you got the NBA sweats, you got the prop sweats going on again right now. You uh, you freaking out a little bit? A little bit, yeah. I know we tend to do that around this time when we're recording. It's just, you know, the Nets have been a team that has gone over in 11 of the last 13 games uh, consistently. I mean, we talk about it. They play no defense. And I don't really touch the totals that much because they're pretty high. And I'm like, well, one of these nights it'll go on there. So, of course, here on Wednesday, I said, you know what? Yeah, it's going to go over. I mean, they're playing terrible defense. Kevin Durant's not in. Uh, the Patients have a big man that they can exploit inside. Malcolm Brogdon, Miles Turner. I'm like, yeah, this game's going to go over. So I sit there and watch as uh, with 315 left in the first quarter, it's 18 to 11. I mean, the Pacers have 11 <laughs> points. They had the day off. The Nets are on a back-to-back. It's just like, are you kidding me? Um, so it's early. I mean, it could change. Uh, but still, it's just like the Pacers, do they realize that they're playing the Nets? I'm not sure if they do. We talked about this on yesterday's episode. Like, are we targeting? We said, are we going to target the Pacers? I mean, it was yesterday's or the day before that we were talking about. It. I said, I asked you if, if that's what we're doing. And uh, lo and behold, and you know what? Even on the Fantasy Alarm show today, I was talking to John and Pemba, uh, and he was uh, he was putting uh, Demontis Sabonis as a uh, as a solid play for DFS purposes. So it's well, kind of yeah. biting you both in the ass right now. Yeah, I mean, look, it's still early and. It can change instantly, but it's just it, it's the right play. I mean, you Brooklyn, since they have acquired Harden, has been the worst team uh, defensive efficiency, and they've allowed 123 points per game. So, and they're on a back to back, and there's no Durant. At least Durant, you know, can block shots if you're driving to the basket. He's not there. They don't have anyone. So it makes sense. Everyone's doing it. So. Um, you know, it's early. That's the one thing. A lot of people go crazy in the NBA, like, oh, my God, this is happening. But we realize how bad their defense has been. And at some point, you got to think that they're going to hit their shots. So uh, it's the right play. I mean, you can't get upset about it. Uh, as I watch Sabonis uh, miss a short shot from five feet away. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's just <laughs> sometimes sometimes it's better off not to watch because you just sit there and you're like, oh, how did you miss that? This and that. Sometimes you just maybe you need to turn to a different game or something. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe you should turn the channel, put on a different game, right? Go to like, um, Dallas, I don't know, go, go to the T-Wolves oh. game. They're beating up on the Clippers right now and they got Carl Anthony Towns back. Yeah, that is great to see. So thankful that he's back. You know, he's had a, a lot of family that he lost due to COVID, and then he has COVID. Uh, great to see him back, and he's already got seven points, three rebounds, two assists late in the first quarter. Look, the Clippers have lost three out of four games going into Wednesday. Uh, Paul George is out. Uh, you know, I, I thought this would be a big Kawhi Leonard game. I thought about giving his points out, but I didn't. It was 27 and a half. I did give out his rebounds over six and a half. He has three rebounds in the first quarter. He actually has had double digit rebounds in the last two games. Uh, and I, I did think he would go nuts tonight because they need a win. And like you said, they're down early in the first quarter. Uh, it's crazy because like the regular season, it really doesn't mean much for the Clippers. It doesn't mean much for the Lakers. I mean, right. home court, I guess, but I felt the same way last year with the Clippers. I was like, they're not treating the regular season 
like anything. Um, but it is a little bit different this year because they do have a new coach. And I know Doc Rivers kind of got blamed for some things, although uh, he's doing a great job in Philly. Philly's the best team in the East right now. Uh, but it seemed like it wasn't working out there. But I guess when it comes down to it, probably looking at the Lakers and Clippers. Although, you know, Utah's a team that is just on a tear right now. Um, they won another game yesterday. Uh, they have the, I think they have the best record in the NBA right now. They're 20 and five. Um, and they've had one loss in their last, I don't know. It's a ridiculous run. It's like, I think one loss in their last 15 or 16 games. So, um, and they're a team that was a shot away from beating Denver and making the Western conference finals. That was a game. They, uh, a series, they had a three games to one lead. A lot of people thought, oh, Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, their relationship. But uh, that team has just been unbelievable. I, I think a lot of people don't believe in them, think like, oh, they're a good regular season team. But they're playing great. And, yeah, they'll go through a, a streak where they struggle. But uh, maybe it is a team that we need to pay closer attention to as a contender. Uh, listen, I, nothing would make me happier. I love to see teams that actually have a, a legit shot at, at you know, Breaking into that because I mean we talked about this the other day. Very small group of teams has that legit shot to to win, you know, the NBA title. Just like the same thing with the World Series, and really for all intents and purposes, you know, the Super Bowl too. So to see somebody else in there, um, always encouraging. Always encouraging. Uh, more encouraging than uh, Sabonis's six points right now. Oh. <laughs> It's right. still still early. <laughs> Before we I uh, continue to antagonize Adam with his uh, with his NBA prop work, uh, give a shout out here, of course, to our sponsor, uh, Monkey Knife Fight, the DFS site. Y'all need to be playing on, and here's why. <laughs> Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out MonkeyKnifeFight.com. MonkeyKnifeFight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because MonkeyKnifeFight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on MonkeyKnifeFight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning, even you, Adam, even you. Uh, MonkeyKnifeFight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and eSports too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else MonkeyKnifeFight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up? And if you use the promo code ANTEUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like MonkeyKnifeFight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Play, play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. <laughs> Boy, I never get I never get the readout this quickly, Adam. I never get the readout. You know why? Because, um, you know, I I feel like you know we we need to acknowledge it. I, you know, I don't like to uh, to be a, a braggadocious person, but uh, you know what? So I won't be. So I'll just say this: Congratulations to you, Adam Ronis. Uh, congratulations to you as well. 
as well as Shannon Blunt, who produces this show, and the contributors who fill in when you're gone. Uh, John and Pemba made sure to mention that uh, out of his way when I <laughs> did a spot with him on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio. I'm messing with him. I was joking. He's like, oh, I did Thursdays. I'm like, yeah, it was the shortest podcast, John. Uh, <laughs> but well, that's right. That's right. Because when I came back, I, I gave a shout out to Fensty also, who's filled in for me uh, a couple of times as well, because, you know, I didn't want, you know, I didn't want Fensty to get all, you know, his uh, his undies in a bundle, especially well, when he said, hey, can we can we change the uh, the imaging for days that I'm on the podcast? <laughs> let's like, be honest. Those guys had nothing to do with it. Uh, I'm just kidding. Anyone who played a part, but yes, we want to, we want an FSWA award for the best multi-sport podcast and uh, some good competition in the mix too. So, uh, you know, you're always surprised when you win an award because you just don't know uh, mm-hmm. what people are voting on. You know, everyone, this is a field and, you know, pretty much my career has been sports writing and fantasy uh, and fantasy entails writing radio TV And those are subjective fields. Like, I've always said this uh, when it comes to writing, because I would apply for jobs in newspapers, and it would be frustrating. You know, a couple of times I interviewed, they're like, oh, you finished as the runner-up. And it's like, damn, what do I have to do? And they're like, oh, the difference was this guy won an APSE award. I'm like, but the thing is, like, someone could read your work, and 9 out of 10 people think it's great, and the one person who doesn't like it is the person who's hiring you for a job. And it's the same thing with a podcast, maybe for some they're like, oh, you guys argue too much or, you know, you don't know what people like. So the fact that we were able to to win in a field that I have to imagine there were a lot of people that entered. You know, there's so many more podcasts in this industry now. Uh, it's definitely a great honor. And I'm glad that we got recognized for it. Yeah. Big thank you very much to the FSWA. We really appreciate that. Very excited about uh, about us winning. Adam, has anybody ever complained to you that we argue too much? No, I'm just saying, I don't know. I mean, there's some people who might not, like I, in the past, I don't know if it's happened to you, like, oh, you, you, you're you too loud and you scream. Like, okay, um, that's who I am. Like, right? I'm, I've always I'm said animated. This. Yeah, I've always said this, like, you got to be yourself. I feel like sometimes people aren't themselves and they try to be someone else they're not because they want to move up or get recognized, just be who you are. If you're not, it's going to be obvious to people when they listen, like, oh, this guy's fake. This is, you know, just be yourself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm passionate about this stuff. There's a reason why I'm able to do three sports and do this year round. I love it. I'm passionate about it. And sometimes I do get a little over the top. And so do you, you said it, we're both from New York. We have, opinions that are strong and sometimes when they're not in line with each other we're gonna argue about it but and i've always done this with every co-host that i've argued with because i tend to do it with almost everyone i've worked with is what a shock I can't yeah believe i know that. it's stunning i can't believe it either <laughs> is that once the debate is over or the show ends we're cool it's not personal and i think some people are sensitive and they take it too personal um and you know, we continue to not be that way. Once the show's over, we talk, we're good. It's nothing personal at all. It's just we disagree and we're going to get our points across. And I think it's great for the listener. They can hear two sides. Maybe maybe they agree with me at first. Like, oh, no, Howard was more convincing. Probably not. They probably stuck with me. But, hey, 
You never know. <laughs> it never gets you to sleep at night, kid. I'll tell exactly, you, man. Right? <laughs> right? You, you you just keep telling yourself that. Uh, that's that's totally fine. Uh, when I was asked about the uh, you know the the award and how it felt, um, I wanted to say I can I'm, the thing that I'm most grateful for uh, is that slight physique of of Adam Ronas because you know if he were my size and the way I've been carrying him in this podcast has just been you know ridiculous. Yeah, sure. Nice try. <laughs> well, you don't think I heard that segment on Sirius XM today? You don't think I was eavesdropping on that? Yeah, I mean, I would have said it if you were there. And I did say, you know, you couldn't respond. But here's your opportunity. And you did respond. But it's all it's all fun, for real. Like, Howard and I, for those that don't know, like, we would actually, it wasn't really a rivalry, but we'd go back and forth, take shots at each other. And who would have thought? that now we're working together for over a year. So it's just funny how things work in life and whether it's work, personal life, uh, someone that you haven't seen in years, it's just funny how, how things work out. But yeah, we would just mess with each other, go back and forth. You know, I had worked with Lisa Ann from the beginning and then you did a show with her and I'd mess with you like, oh, I'm number one, you know, and just little things like that. We go back and forth and here we are now working together and getting recognized for our podcast. So. Uh, it, it's a good feeling, and um, hopefully we help people uh, win, um, teach people the game, and entertain them, too, because I think that's one of the biggest things. You know, we joke around a lot. We'll make fun of things, and, you know, we're here to entertain. We know it's a tough time for everyone right now, and just to get someone through their day. I'm sure you've heard this, too, about your radio show. I mean, there were times people were like, oh, I was sick, and, you know, listen to your show in the morning. You helped us get through it. So it's things like that uh, that get people's minds away from the tough times that are going on in this world yeah no doubt about it no doubt about it when you can you know you can just kind of take a break from life for a second even if it's for for two hours an hour whatever the case may be uh to just sit and listen to the show yeah i mean it was uh it was a tough time for a lot of people and uh you know everybody you know banding together whether it was the live streams that we did over at fantasy alarm or the work over at uh sirius xm <clears throat> you know, knowing that we're all in the shit together. So, you know, to kind of, you know, work it that way and to be entertaining, you know, being yourself. I mean, you said that that's probably one of the most important things. And, you know, that's actually, that's, it's, it's something that kind of comes with reps. It comes with experience. I mean, you've been doing this for a while now, right? I mean, you know, at least a decade, right? Yeah. I mean, I was started doing the morning show, uh, in the inception of Serious X and Fantasy in 2010. And I was probably doing at least six shows a week for a long time, maybe even more. Yeah. And even now with uh, the radio, the podcast, the videos. But I will admit, like the first few months, it was tough because I did not allow my personality to come out. You know, I wasn't my sarcastic self because I was so focused on what I was saying and the stats and getting things right that it took me, because remember, you're going from, I did a little radio, but mm -hmm. not a lot, like some high school football, halftime, post-game show. So it wasn't really talk show. And now here I am on a national radio show in Morning Drive. And it's like, whoa. It's like you were just hit with a wave. Like, all right, go ahead, go. And I just didn't have that type of experience. So I think the beginning, if I went back and heard it, I'd probably be like, that shit was brutal. Because I remember this story happened to me, and this is what really got me. And I and I don't do this anymore. Fenstie gets not on me for it, but he says, do you go back and listen to shows? I go, no. 
And I think when you first start, for anyone who's trying to get in this or do podcasts, you absolutely should go back and listen because I did some color commentary for a high school baseball game in New York City. It was a cold day. You know how March is high school baseball in New York City? It can be cold, windy. It was awful, brutal. And I did the color commentary. I went back and listened because I wanted to see if I could use it for my demo. It was absolute garbage, bro. I sounded like I didn't want to be there. I was not enthusiastic. And I said, that shit is never going to happen again. You don't realize it at the moment. You go back and look because there's these podcasts that I'll hear. I'll tune in for a second. And they're they're boring. They're lifeless. And immediately people are going to change. You could have the best information in the world. But if you sound like that, no one's going to want to listen to that for 10 minutes, let alone a half hour. So it does take time. And I'm sure you probably felt that way when you first got on Sirius 2. If you went back and looked at anyone, if you just don't have a lot of experience and on a daily. And when I started, our show was four hours, bro. It was 7 to 11 a.m. You know what I'm saying? That So you go from doing nothing to four hours. So, yeah, I definitely if I went back and listened to the first few months, I'm probably like that. That was horrible. It just took some time to get comfortable and understand the flow and the rhythm. And then we just had a lot of fun making fun of each other. And it was just, again, you just feel comfortable. But I think that happens to a lot of people. At first, if you don't listen, go back and listen to your podcast, your radio show. Uh, I think it's a mistake. You have to go back and figure out, okay, what did I do wrong? Just like anything in sports, any athlete, they go back, watch video. Okay, what did I do wrong? What can I improve on? I think you need to do that. Um, <clears throat> I agree completely with you. Uh, on that because I listen, I went through it. It was funny when I first started on, on Sirius XM. Now I did, you know, I did radio in college and you know, whatever. That's just the, the difference between doing talk radio for sports and, and DJing in college is a totally different story. Um, because you know, sitting there in college, everything was like WKRP in Cincinnati. And I was like, Oh, okay, great. Uh, you know, I could be Johnny fever, Venus flytrap, whoever. Um, for those of you who don't know those references, Google them. Because I'm not that freaking old. Um, <clears throat> but I was doing the Sunday night show on Sirius XM for a while. And I was doing it with Craig Mish. I was doing it with Kyle L. Frank. And now these guys are these guys are pro hosts. I mean, to to just be the color commentary guy, uh, you know, the analyst to sit, you know, every every podcaster show has a host and an analyst. And the host is the one who keeps the time and the ins and outs and uh, and kind of steers the ship. And then there's the analyst who just kind of sits there and uh, and and opines away and, uh, you know, lays in some funny commentary and stuff like that. It's, you know, it's it's an easier position to be in when you're doing live radio to just sit in that analyst chair. Uh, and then, you know, I started taking on the role of the host, uh, working with a couple of people, but it was still it was just it was just a Sunday night. I, I, you know, filled in a number of places, uh, you know, different shows all over the place. But, you know, doing it only once a week. Yeah, I was getting the reps. But when I started doing Fantasy Alarm Show full time, you know, and I listened to I go, I went back and I listened to those early shows. Yeah, it was that um, <laughs> it was that, you know, the radio voice. You're like, hey, this is Howard Bender here, and I'm going to tell you here that you need to draft yeah. the following six guys, yeah. right? Like, you know, so so I was hearing a lot of that. It wasn't conversational with, uh, I mean, it was like it was me and Raff, and then there was me and Laffy, uh, Dave Lochran for everybody, and Real Talk Raff. They were co-hosts of mine uh, on SiriusXM for a little bit, and then 
with Jim, but I, you know, recognize the moments where like Raph and I or Lafayette and I, where we were just conversational and it wasn't, you know, me being the disc jockey here and telling everybody that they have to do it. And uh, Dave Logger and tell me what you think here, you know, like saying his name over and over again, constantly like resetting like more than you really should because you are new to it. Um, you know what the, the, the funny moment for me was, was I had just seen, and this is probably a, this is a few months into the show of me hosting it. And, uh, and I was sitting there, it was late at night and Howard Stern's private parts came up, was on cable. You've seen it, right? Yes. Yeah. Do you, do you remember it at all? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So he has this moment where. You know, he's like, you know, he's got some of the things he's like, hey, this is Howard Stern on WWW. And, and he starts off like that. And that's how he is. And then all of a sudden he does this read for like an electronic store, or a mattress store, or something like that. And he uh, and he does the read and he tells this story of when, you know, he was, you know, when he, he and his father uh, went down there. And then all of a sudden he does the read and he realizes that he's just been busted in a lie. And all of a sudden, he just starts getting conversational about it. He does. He starts. He he becomes him. He becomes, you know, just you. You recognize that it's him and not the radio personality. Uh, and his wife points that out to him in the show, also in the movie, also. But it was like, you know, I saw that, which just kind of refreshed it in my mind, so that when I came back for the next couple of shows, all of a sudden you could you could hear the transition, and. Yeah, again, it's very tough to to do, um, you know, when, you, when you're just kind of when you're understanding that and you're learning that. And now I don't even know how many years down the road right now we are, but, you know, it was, it was a good thing that that moment hit. And, you know, for anybody out there who's podcasting or doing, you know, trying to do radio, it's definitely Adam's right. Go back and listen to those early shows. You don't have to do it once you once you figure it out. You know, and listen, obviously there's a ton of shit that, you know, we always have to learn at all times, but when you figure it out and you just, and you bring your natural self to the show, that's, you're right, man. That's, that's when it hits. That's when it means something. That's what's going to, that's, what's going to bring in the awards. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, just like anything in life, you're always looking to improve and get better. And there's always that moment that hits you where you realize something. And again, for me, just going back and listening to that color commentary, I was like, man, this is terrible. And you don't realize it at the time. Like you think, oh yeah, I'm fine. Uh, and then you hear it and you're like, yeah, that's not going to happen again. And I think for some people, they need to do that. Uh, Cause you got to bring the energy, man. You got to show that you want to be there. I hear some podcasts. It sounds like they want to be, this is the last place they want to be. <laughs> like, they, like it's all right. I'm at the dentist. Just pull my fucking teeth. Uh, let's get this over with. That's what it sounds like, man. You know, and one of the things that people will point out, like, oh, I love your passion for, you know, you play to the end, not giving up. Yeah, that's the way I am. I truly that way. I'm not just saying this shit to come on here and be like, yeah, play to the you, I do it. If I say something, I do it. That's just the way I'm built. And so just be yourself. And you know, it's tough. I guess it's definitely tougher now in this industry than it was 10 years ago. There's just so many more people now. There's more, but there's more ways to get your stuff out, though. You know, anyone can start a podcast now, right? Yeah. You know, that's yeah. the thing. The difference is, okay, what separates you? Why are people going to listen to you? 
Yeah, I mean, listen, you and I definitely, you know, starting up this podcast definitely have an advantage. We've got the, you know, reputations already of, you know, established in the industry. Um, but yeah, to like just be starting out and stuff. I mean, you definitely, you know, it's a, it's, it's, it's a grind. It's an uphill climb. And you know, you're right. It's funny. Technology has advanced so much to the point where we are super saturated with podcasts and, you know, different videos and YouTube channels and all the other stuff that, that goes with the advancing technology. And, you know, we would have killed to have that kind of shit at our disposal when we were up and coming, but you know, that's uh, the price that you pay is now all of a sudden you're dealing with, you know, for every one of you, you know, there's a thousand out there who are looking to do the same thing, if not more. Right. Yeah. And then the other thing is, too, I'm sure it was similar for you. Like there were times where you really weren't making a lot or no money when you first come in. And I think people now instantly want to come in. I mean, someone contacted me on LinkedIn a few weeks ago asking me, for advice, I gave them advice. They're like, oh, so how am I going to get a job? And I'm like, really? Like, you're just going to step in with no experience, no writing, no podcast, and just automatically get a job? Like, it doesn't work like that. You've got to put in the work, get recognized. I know you went through the grind. I went through the grind. Uh, and so people don't want to do that. They feel like, oh, no, nah, well, you know, I'm good. I won my home league. So <laughs> I, I should get a job. The snowflake generation, dude, man, you can do anything create your own job right the problem is is that nobody everybody wants the six-figure salary and nobody can create themselves that job right i mean unless you work in the tech field and you're creating apps out of the blue right why don't we do that why don't why where's the where's the ronus bender app where what are we going to do with that what's its function going to be just yells at you no, we got to come up with something. What was the... Oh, no, I think I had some crazy app idea the other day. What was it? That was probably not suitable, even for this podcast. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know we have a little free reign on here, but I guess some things, <laughs> some things might still get you in trouble. <laughs> right? It's like all of a sudden we're, we're doing like an after dark version of Annie Up. <laughs> I would love that. I'm all for that. <laughs> Listen, I, you know what? I mean, we're going to have to, you know, until the maybe we just keep pushing that envelope until sawdust says no. And then That's by it. that You're point, done. cancel right? culture, bro. It'll come quicker than you think nowadays. Oh, believe me. I know, man. It's, you know, and that's another thing that really kind of fucking sucks. Like It really does. You know, it's so funny. The, the, the evolution that it's, that's gone through and, you know, cancel culture. Uh, with that, I mean, you know, you see it all over the place. You know, it's like somebody makes a somebody clearly makes a joke online about something and you immediately have like 10 people jumping on them being like, that's not cool. You shouldn't say shit like that. Blah, blah. But then you've got other people who are like, it was a joke. Fucking learn to take a joke. Stop being so sensitive. Like it's it's amazing. And, you know, obviously, yeah, being a, in, in media here and being on the radio, man, like. There's a ton of shit that I can't say that I can't just drop in there. I mean, believe me. I, I mean, if I if I could, I probably would. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah. It's so people are just so sensitive right now. You have to be really, really careful when that mic is on, man. I will be way more careful. And it's tough because sometimes I do get a little crazy. I mean, there were time there were I think there were two instances when uh, we got taken off the air for 
the next day twice. Who did? Uh, when I was doing the morning show. Oh, they gave you the day off the next day to think about what you said? Um, Kind of, and then had to go in and see Deutsch and Cohen the next day and stuff. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it was some wild shows back then, man. <laughs> well, I mean, come on. Engel, at his age, man, there's definitely no filter. <laughs> right you know angles angles that 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 like re- older relative that you've got sitting in the corner seat the, like the the thanksgiving day table that you're just like you want to you want to be you know as like the young kid you want to be sitting next to that person be so that you can hear all the one-liners all the under the breath stuff all the stuff that you're not supposed to say that comes out like i i feel like you know that's that's the relative i, I think that might be the relative that i am too so i don't know it's a bonus, missed another short shot. Like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> it's 41-25, though. I mean, at least the Nets are putting up points. Yeah, but the Pacers are not playing their part. I mean, this game is going to go under. I mean, it, it was 235. It's going to, I mean, unless, I mean, the Nets are on a 12-0 run. It's crazy, huh. man. Pacers, I don't know. Oh, they missed another shot. What is going on? My goodness. I don't awesome. know. I don't sweat the NBA. I am actually, if, 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 you know, truth be told, I mean, I didn't play tonight, but uh, one of my goalies is going tonight in, uh, in, in hockey. I got the Leafs goalie, Freddie Anderson and Chris Murray, a fantasy alarm. The dude's been trolling me nonstop because Freddie Anderson's my goalie, not to mention the fact that they're playing the Canadians who are Murray's favorite team in the world. So I've been sweating that game. Meanwhile, Yes, the Rangers and Bruins are playing there, right? And I should be locked in on that one. How the hell am I locked in on Leafs Canadians here? Yeah, that happens when it's fantasy or sports wagering. I've said it. When you have something on the line, you just become more interested in that game. Yeah, I think more on the fence, more more on the on, on the side of the fence of wanting to just tell Murray to shut the f up and because uh, <laughs> he's Canadian, I have to say f because he's Canadian. And I don't want to hurt his feelings, you know. Yeah. These are very polite people. Yeah, they might not. They might take it the wrong way. They might. Yeah, you know, you drop a, a, a mysterious <laughs> F-bomb. Who the hell knows? Who the hell knows? Well, all right, guys, listen, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Adam and I, we're going to say, hey, listen, if you need any advice or tips or anything like that, you want to talk podcasting or something like that, he's at Adam Ronis. I'm at RotoBuzzGuy on Twitter. You probably, I think, uh, you know, what's what's your fantasy alarm email, Adam? Um, I'm not even sure. Is it Does Adam it just... or is it Adam Ronis at fantasyalarm.com? I, I'd use both people. Um, or you can hit me up, Howard at fantasyalarm.com. Listen, man, I'm I'm always happy to help somebody out, and I'm always happy to uh to encourage people to to do more and to do better. So um, take the words of what wisdom from, uh, from Adam and myself here, uh, as far as, uh, just being yourself and finding your own voice. That's what you need to do, uh, to help separate yourself from, uh, from everybody. And, uh, we wish you nothing but the best of luck. Uh, but Adam's going to go sweat the Nets game. I'm going to go sweat the Leafs game and, uh, and we'll meet you again. Oh, I don't know. How about tomorrow? Does that sound good, Adam? Sounds like a great plan. You know what? That was an award-winning comment you just gave Oh, me. yeah, it was. Definitely. I mean, there's no doubt. We're already preparing to go back-to-back back next year. 
I mean, planting the seeds. Send send out just send that line in. That's it. Nothing else. Be like, that's it. Give us the award now again. I don't see why they wouldn't do it. I don't see. So, but big thanks to everybody for tuning in, liking, and subscribing. Uh, it's only going to get better from here. I'm telling you, Adam and I ready to take the podcasting world by storm. Thank you so much to Fantasy Alarm, Shannon Blunt, Justin Fensterman, John and Pemba, the Sawdust Podcast Network, and all of you out there. For Adam Ronis, I'm Howard Bender. We'll catch you next time.